Hello and welcome to the BA Brew. I'm Mike. I'm Walter. And I'm Jonathan. Today we're talking about business analysis and business architecture and, and perhaps some of the, the features of those two disciplines, which there's some overlaps and all sorts of things. But I think probably to start with, it's worth possibly explaining to, to our audience what uh, what the difference is between business architecture and business analysis. Um, which of you would like to would like to start the ball rolling with that? <laughs> Shall I go to Walter? Would you like to start with that? That yeah, gives no us a chance to, to make something up afterwards, you see. I, I, I've got some thinking time, have I, Mike? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Use it well. Um, business architecture, uh, this discipline looking at the mission and vision of the organization, translating that to strategy and pointing out where to go, what to develop, uh, what capabilities are needed, uh, etc. So they are connecting points uh, and making boundaries for the organization, while the business analyst is looking at part of the architecture and other questions from the stakeholders and trying to create what's maximum value for the customer between the boundaries and in line with the architecture. I think that's, in short, the difference and the, the overlap between those two. So I'm, I'm pleased I had some thinking time. <laughs> Thanks for that, Walter. <laughs> Mike. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree with with the the way that you've described them, and and I I would the way I think about them is that the business architect has an organisational focus. What's best for the organisation, the vision, the mission, the, the strategy, and the business analyst tends to have either a product, service, or a project focus. So the business analyst is slightly more detailed, whereas the business architect is. It has a broader horizon and a broader view. And uh, I'm going to go geeky. Um, I, I use Zachman to help me think about what is the role of the business architect versus the business analyst. And, and what the Zachman framework does is it talks about layers of, of detail. And the, the top one is contextual. And it goes to conceptual, logical, then physical detailed. And so when I think about well, where is the business architect, well, the business architect is up there at the contextual layer, the senior leaders of the organization, the direction of travel for the organization. Also looking at the concepts, particularly concepts around value streams, capabilities, information concepts, uh, and such like. Um, and then there's a there's like a handover, they pass the bat on a little bit down into the logical and the detailed layer into where business analysis fits. But that, that's why I use Zachman's framework as a paradigm to help me think through at what level of detail is it that the business analyst is working versus the business architect. And there's different views on it. Um, that's my two pennies, Mike. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Using Zachman, it sounds like you've got a nice, straightforward transition between the business architect and the business analyst, and I'm, I'm not sure that's yeah. that's as straightforward as that. So, so yeah, great. You you had your your bit of thinking time, but I think I think we need to explore that a bit further because I think there is some there's a more of a grey area there, and I don't know what you think about that, Walter. Uh, definitely, uh, when you translate it to the the why, that's definitely architecture. But as business analyst, I'm always thinking about the why as well. So there mm -hmm. there we have an. Uh, you have to find the synergy between uh, the two roles and the why. Uh, then comes the, the what, what are we going to do? Uh, that's as well architecture, uh, the why and what are we going to do? Uh, um, and the how, well, that's our job as analysts, uh, and less for the architect. So 
there there's a shifting scale uh, where we overlap and where we think alike but have our differences that that, that um difference of where is the overlap who's doing what um and and the different views because each business analyst and each business architect and, and the teams around them seem to have different views as to how they should or shouldn't work together and one of the challenges I think related to this discipline and these two disciplines is how can we engender collaboration so that we are focused on what it is that the business wants to achieve, business outcomes, and to, to improve the knowledge sharing, the collaboration um, and outcome focus between the two respective disciplines. And I, I, I think that um, there is a bit of confusion out there and there's a lot of variance in terms of who's doing what and those types of arguments in between the teams of BAs, business analysts and business architects, not necessarily helpful for the business outcomes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds that collaboration thing, I think, is, is key, isn't it? Because if you've got if you've got those differences or different perceptions of the boundaries, you've got a couple of different situations that can occur. You could either have a gap because neither the business analyst or the business architect is covering it because they think somebody else, the other person is, or you've got some overlap. And if you're if you've got that overlap, there's potential there for contention unless you're actually working together. Yeah. But how, how do we how do we ensure that collaboration? I'm going to throw something in the, the original definition of business architecture, according to the business architecture guild talks about um, the provision of blueprints to enable common understanding for the alignment of strategic and tactical decision-making. So business architecture is about providing common understanding through blueprints. And, and I think business analysis contributes towards those blueprints but one of the things we can do in these respective disciplines is use our own tools to help us define what we do and how we do it so we you know we, we we've got the there's a huge overlapping tool set between these disciplines well, we should be choosing tools from our tool set to help us to understand the respective roles and where the handovers are between between our our colleagues are that are, are working with us um the other thing I'm going to throw in is that a business analyst can perform business architecture related activities and produce outputs that might be seen to be a business architecture output and that a business architect can also do some of the business analysis work on occasion so that one individual can perform both roles. You don't need permission to pick up a capability map and use it to help you with your thinking if you're a business analyst, for example. Um, I'm just throwing way too many things there. I need to. I need to be quiet. Yeah, you've given us lots of thinking time. So. <laughs> lots of thinking time for you. <laughs> uh, I think it, the size of the company and the profession of the company makes a difference. Uh, where I'm working at the moment, it's 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 a big company, and you have strict, well, not that strict anymore, but there were strict boundaries between this is what the architect does and this is what the business analyst is doing. Um, and in the, the old way, the waterfall way, it was really clear. And now we've been working, working more and more agile uh, in shorter periods uh, to create products. And we see that we're connecting more and helping each other more because I need some input from uh, the architect and the architect needs some input from the analyst. Uh, so the boundaries are not that clear anymore and co-creation of various products. Uh, yeah. For, for instance, the project start architecture, I'm working on that as well. It's not just the architect. 
and when I'm making a, 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 the, the overall planning, the architect is working on that as well, together with me. So we are still responsible for our product, but we're working very close together to make sure we have just in time, just enough information for the, the HR team to work with. That, that sounds really positive, Valto, in terms of uh, working together to achieve the outcomes. Um, and, and I think, you know, business analysts, business architects should be doing that more often. That should be the, the standard way of working. But all, all too often I come across stories of business analysts that know of in their organization business architects, and, and they're either unwilling or, or unable to go and speak with the, the business architect. And um, no. I think yeah, I think it's more unwillingness to, and there seems to be a, a bit of a fear to go and say hello and introduce yourself and to to start start a conversation about how we can work together. And um, I'd, I'd hope that that's that's very much in the minority because I, you know, I think most business analysts will be confident enough to go and go and say hello to someone who's a fellow professional who no. quite a lot, on a lot of occasions might have been a business analyst in their. In a, in a formal role, because quite often you see business analysts progress or, or move into business architecture roles. Um, and that they should be sharing knowledge, sharing information and working together in, in the way that you described, I think, Valter. Uh, yes, I, I hope it will become uh, common to work that way together, but it, it depends on the organization and how they organize those roles. Mm. And I, I enjoy, I really enjoy the co-production, the co-creation of products yeah. and uh, I hope to have more of that. <laughs> I I think um, I think we can encourage business analysts and business architects who are watching this to to just go and find each other and, and talk because actually yeah don't wait for somebody else to give you permission to talk mm. you've got the, you have some shared values you've got you're, you're doing similar things for the good of the organization um, so yeah seek each other out. Um, Similar, similar skill sets and using similar tools as well. Uh, the process lens, for example, uh, the business architect's very comfortable with, as is the business analyst. And it's a way of, it's one of the example blueprints that you can use to share your understanding to help achieve achieve the organization's outcomes. Um, what do we, we, the skills, so I don't know, what, what are the skills of a, of a business architect or business analyst? And where's the overlap there? Uh, one of the important things is you have both have to be analytic. You have to understand the, the, the problems and make them clear and know how to ask the stakeholders, which are the same for most of the time for both the roles, why, 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 etc. Um, and you have to know how to communicate with different levels. Uh, you already talked about tooling, uh, an enterprise architect tool is used, but sometimes uh, physio or just simple PowerPoint would be enough. So you have to know how to level with uh, the stakeholder you're talking with. And both roles have to do that. Mm. That's for exa one example. Mm. Mm. I think um, quite a lot of negotiation skills needed and influencing skills, particularly for the business architect mm. in addition. So I, I think the business analyst needs those skills as well, but uh, the business architect quite often doesn't have any formal responsibility for design of a business area. The, the, the business decisions sit with the business and the business architects kind of are helping business decision makers to make informed decisions about how best to architect the business. And it's, um, I think, softer 
influencing skills are really key in in the particular business architecture role to try and influence the outcomes in a positive way across what can be quite complex product or project portfolios um, with many many different stakeholders um, and they're, they're also trying to communicate with others as well that sounds to me like that's a great opportunity there if, if the BAs can get together with the business architects, because if the business architects have already got the ear of senior senior members of the organisation and have those influencing skills, actually that combination can be really powerful, can't it? And, and yeah. you can achieve much more. Um, yeah, interesting. interesting. So what other opportunities have we got around this then? What other things can we think of? I think knowledge share. So the, the business analyst might be doing the detailed work in the project or along with the product or service. And, and they're, they're creating blueprints and updating blueprints mm. that can help the business architect have a more informed view of what, what are the outputs and outcomes from, from the projects. And so there's um, if the business analyst is sharing to the business architects and vice versa, they're helping each other to make informed decisions about where the projects are heading to. So there's a huge opportunity there to build the knowledge bases, but to, to continue kind of to refine them through the change work that we do. And I think that's a big opportunity for these two disciplines as well. I'm sure there are others. Uh, the other way around as well. Uh, the, the architect is uh, looking from a higher level and mm -hmm. has a wider view, sometimes up to five or 10 years in the future from where are we going? Most of the time in the project I'm running, it, we are not looking farther than three, four years. Uh, knowing what uh, the, the plans are, what, what the future plans are for so far we can set them, fix them, uh, can help me as well in making some decisions. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, and the other way around, as you described, from bottom up, uh, from what do we see, what do we hear from the production area or the, the customers, back to the architects really I, think, I think the customer perspective and, and trying to both disciplines being more customer centric in their approaches mm. and taking an outside in view and helping each other to consider the impact on the customer um a, a little bit I, I think one of the other opportunities is innovation how can we use these this knowledge not for the sake of, of having updated process or capability model but for how do we leverage capabilities? How do we enhance the processes mm. or the benefit of our customers for the benefit of the organization? I think, I think there's probably quite a lot of development there in terms of how do we move on the discussions to not just to build the initial relationships and, and, and start sharing knowledge, but then how do we leverage that to enhance the value proposition of the organization overall? Um, and I think this is easier in the smaller organisations, um, but if you've got a large bureaucratic organisation, that can be that can be quite challenging. We've got the different departments that maybe different silos aren't necessarily working together as well as they might. But that that's an opportunity for this type of collaboration that I think we're talking about here. Yeah, I, I was thinking uh, around that that actually maybe there's opportunities there to for the business analyst to use the business architect as a sort of independent critical friend. So yes. if you're when you're focused on a project, um, all of the people on the project are looking in on that project, and sometimes as the BA you look out and try and step back from it and say, actually, is that quite right? Mm -hmm. And 
talking to the people in the project, you might not you might not be able to explore that as thoroughly as if you could with the business architect who's, who's slightly removed but still got the overall aims of the organisation or the values of the organisation in mind there. So mm. that might be another thing. Mm. Mm. Um, business architect uh, don't always sit in an enterprise architecture team but can sit in inside an enterprise architecture team. And, and that that relationship that business architect might have with data architects or applications architects or platform architects and or infrastructure architects, that's a source of knowledge and, and, and help that the business architect can draw for the, for the business analyst on request um, potentially as well and, and help the business analyst build those relationships with those those parties of the other kind of um, enterprise architecture professionals as well. And, and, and I, I kind of see there's, I think I struggle with the word symbiotic. It's kind of, they, they should be helping each other, sharing this knowledge, not just within these two disciplines, mm -hmm. but across those other architecture disciplines as well. Just a, a slight sort of stepping back from that slightly. Um, often I talk with other BAs who are interested in becoming uh, or getting into business architecture or becoming a business architect is that is there a natural progression is is there a way of achieving that as, as a business analyst moving into business architecture it's a common path you see quite a lot of architects at least in the organization i've been working with we were analysts at at first and uh, well wanting to get a better view for the, the organization and taking their skills along with them but then in the Netherlands, at least, they always ask for a TOGAF uh, certification. Mm -hmm. When you have that, then, 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 then you're an architect. Uh, so that would be my advice uh, to make okay. sure you, other, you other frameworks are available. Other frameworks are available. Just have to say that for uh, our other viewers and listeners. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're not going to mention them, are we? But just TOGAF for now. <laughs> well, we've mentioned Zachman. We've yeah, mentioned the guild, so we're covering a few. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that 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 bit of advice um, to go and 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 study TOGAF at the Open Group Architecture Framework. You can go on to the TOGAF website, and it's open, uh, open group. So they put put the information out for free. You can get things like quick reference guides, uh, handbooks to TOGAF. It's it's a method, and it's one of the available methods, one of the frameworks that you can use for enterprise architecture. But um, and, and I'll speak as someone that did go and do their TOGAF certification at the start of my business architecture journey. And I can assure you, it didn't help me to perform business architecture. And I, but I'll also share, I really am a fan of TOGAF. It's a very logical approach for how you do change to your architecture. Brilliant, current state, target state, goes through the layers, it's got governance, it's, it's brilliant. But it didn't, and, and no, kind of, no kind of training course on its own can do this, can teach you how to do your job in entirety. So I did TIGAP, but I learned how to do and how to how to do business architect, how to be a business architect by doing the job. I had some great mentors, some great coaches. Um, I explored, I made mistakes, I learned from those mistakes. Um, but um, I think I think what, the one thing I'd say is have a business focus. Don't forget the business case. Um, because if you haven't got a business case for your architectural change or your your transformation program, then why are you doing it? Um, but um, it's kind of there's a broad tool set. There's there's capability models you can go and learn about value streams. 
information concept models we've talked about already, um, thinking about uh, organizational design and target operating models. There's a huge raft of different things you can go and learn about. I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Lean as well, Lean and systems thinking, um, even design thinking in some, some instances, but kind of there's, there's a huge tool set that overlaps for both of these two roles. And I think, I think it, it would be unfair to, to say that TOGAF could teach you all of that because it, it can't and it's not intended to either, but it, it's a really good framework to go and learn about and, and explore as well. But anybody who's looking for a role in business architecture in the Netherlands, obviously, Toga, get, get that one sorted. You need the other stuff as well, but get that one sorted. Okay. And get, make sure you get the opportunity to co-create with an architect on different projects. Yeah. So you can learn on the job, uh, as you say. That's the best way to make sure you, you, you get the, the, the miles in before you officially become an architect because you can show, I created this and I worked on that and that will help it as well. Mm hmm okay so uh, we, we're running short of time now guys i'm afraid so okay. i I'd just like you to share your last pearls of wisdom about uh, business analysis and business architecture probably more business architecture actually because we talk about business analysis too much don't we jonathan yeah we do um i'll share i'll share a pearl of wisdom um if you're a business analyst then you want to explore the business architecture toolkit beg forgiveness don't ask permission just pick it up and use the toolkit. There's no, you don't need to ask permission to think about capabilities or value streams. That that'll be my pearl of wisdom, or thought for the day. <laughs> um, I would say that the architect has a vision, but make sure you have the discussion about that vision because it's just from one or a few people, and that might not be the same as your own vision. And when you have a discussion, uh, you learn the most. So try to find that. Brilliant. Okay, and, and my nugget is just take notice of what Jonathan and Voucher have said. I've got nothing else. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for joining us, everybody. If you do have any ideas for a future BA Brew, then please drop us an email at babrew at assistkd.com. Thanks again, and see you soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>